0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Yesterday in the program we had uh, former Hamilton Mayor Larry D'Anne on, who uh, thought that uh, City Council was actually doing the right thing by uh, going to the Ontario Municipal Board uh, and not adopting one of the uh, two recommended changes to ward boundaries. Now there is going to be a hearing set on this of course. Uh, Mark Richardson who is the uh, citizen who uh, actually filed the complaint with the Ontario Municipal Board who was with us on the program a week or two ago. Uh, talking about how he's preparing for this. Uh, City Council, of course, is going to have to defend their position. They've had to hire outside counsel because they were told by uh, their own legal staff that they couldn't defend the position. It's uh, a bit of a quagmire, and uh, Councilor Judy Partridge uh, from uh, Ward 15 out in the Waterdown area has been uh, one of the uh, the vocal opponents of uh, what is being recommended by the consultants. And uh, we tried to get a hold of her yesterday, but she's a busy person, obviously. Uh, but we did have time today. Uh, so one day late is, is better than not at all. And it's great to have you in here. Thanks for coming in today.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Bill. And I'm just delighted to be here. And I got to tell you, you got one busy morning ahead of you. Yeah,
0: lot's going on today. And
1: lot's going on today. And I could say so much about what you've got coming up, but we'll stick to the ward boundaries. Let's do
0: this. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably no less contentious <laughs> or controversial, but let's get into this right now. Yep. Uh, you're... You're asking your folks, and Andrew Dreschel wrote about this the other day. You're asking your residents to get involved in this process right now, uh, suggesting that if they don't, that they may not like the results. Um, some people are suggesting what you're doing here is actually stirring the pot and fearmongering.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, you know what? I the way I see it, it's it's all about good governance, and it's g- good governance, and it's all about uh, everybody should have the right to speak. We live in a democracy. And right now, there, there just seems to be, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to get people just to come out and have a voice. If they're from Flamborough, that's great. I want them to support the, uh, the changes that council has come forward with. It's up to them. Again, we live in a democracy, but everybody should be involved. And I'm not seeing the level of engagement. And i got to tell you, Bill, even when we were dealing with this at council, the, the gallery was pretty much empty. If there were maybe 12 people there outside of staff, but that was about it. So there really didn't seem to be, other than, you know, the small group of of folks who who, uh, like to have their say, um, but there really wasn't the amount of engagement that you would think there would be on a topic that's so important as this.
0: Well, I think it's important, and uh, but I guess the question back to you then is just because there aren't a whole lot of people there, does that mean that you really shouldn't be addressing this issue and doing something about it? There is an inequity with the way things are with the status quo.
1: Well, you know what? I When the transition board... Um, Uh, developed the policies around how the new city of Hamilton would operate way back 17, 18 years ago. One of the things that was important to take into consideration, and they did, was how to have a fair balance between the rural area and the urban area of the city. And I think by and large, they did a great job on that. Now, keeping in mind, that was a lot of years ago, and there have been significant changes to different areas of the city, one of them being watered down, and uh, Binbrook area, significant growth in Stony Creek, etc. So, yes, we do need to address that. But at the same time, the rural area has some very unique issues that it deals with that the rest of the city doesn't. And I think it's, it's hugely important that we recognize that there is a difference. You know, we have the green belt that we deal with. We have so much uh, provincial legislation, the Clean Water Act, the Niagara Escarpment Commission, the Conservation Authorities Act... That it, it just doesn't apply to all areas of the city. When the con- when the consultants that we hired, um, they interviewed all the counselors, and one of the things that um, I was certainly clear on, and, and I know other counselors were as well, is that it can't be just based on representation by population. We do need to take some other factors into consideration. But
0: yeah, but to that point though, Mm -hmm. are are you suggesting that that what the consultants recommended of those two options, that that's all they considered was rep, rep by pop and they didn't consider any of those other factors?
1: Yeah, I do. When you look at the report and you go through it, there's not a lot about other unique issues that the rest of the city is dealing with. And I think that's a hugely important factor, especially when we look at area rating, which was covered off in the article that was done. That's going to be dealt with in the next term of council, and it is going to be hugely contentious. So I really worry about that balance of power and the inequity. Well, let's talk
0: about that because sure. this is, uh, my recollection on why the boundaries were drawn the way they are, Those a bit different from yours. I was, I was on that council, the city council in Hamilton, and, and ultimately mm-hmm. the first council for the new city and uh, as it turned out and uh, dave o'brien who was the guy who was in charge of the the amalgamation process at that point uh provincial appointee uh essentially asked for input to do to redraw all the ward boundaries and and i'll paraphrase this i remember having this conversation with uh, with terry cook who was the regional chair at the time right mr o'brien essentially said look at you know what we're just going to leave this the way it is right now the, the original eight and we'll do some little modifications on the other, because he said this is way too much for everybody to swallow, on the provisor that city council is going to have to deal with this. 17 years later, and you're still kicking it down the road.
1: Well, I don't think we're kicking it down the road. I think we have done our due diligence. We did not like what what the, um, the consultants brought back. We thought there was areas that were left out of the equation. Uh, for heaven's sakes, when we went through the report, the, the public meeting that they had in, in Flamborough, in uh, Ward 15 in Waterdown, wasn't even included in the report. I had to raise it at the, at the presentation and ask, where was it? Because it wasn't in the report. Lots of scrambling, lots of embarrassed-looking faces. Consultants went and got the information and brought it back. So, you know, that, that's just one red flag. But I really think what we're talking about here, first of all, in, in terms of getting people engaged, I just think it's so important that uh, the people in the rural areas do take a look at this. We did have a petition that came forward in 2015. It was a little bit early. It was at the uh, the very beginning when the, the public meetings were happening that had over 1,000 signatures on it in support of keeping the status, clo- status quo and uh, not going with um, consultant recommendations. But, Judy,
0: this is a process that has been going on ever since we started this country, for heaven's sakes, let alone the amalgamated city. The federal government just went through this process a number of years ago, and those new Mm -hmm. boundaries that, that they had drawn went into effect in the last federal election. The upcoming provincial election is adopting those same boundaries. This happens, and population growth needs to be addressed. And the city doesn't seem to want to handle this issue. No, I'm not going to hold you account for the past city councils that didn't do anything about this. No, because
1: you uh, were on that past city council too, Bill. Well, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I, I was one vote, sadly. But you know that yeah.
0: that's sadly the way things go. Yeah. But it's always Judy. There's a perception here that it's us versus them. And, and once again, you're hearing some of the rural councillors saying, look at if there's an imbalance of power, if there are more councillors in the Old City than there are in the rural areas, we're going to get screwed. That's fear-mongering.
1: No, and that's not what I'm saying, and that's not what I've heard from any of my uh, suburban councillors. Well, counselors. I'm hearing it. What we want to do, what we what we feel by looking, all councillors taking a look at the wards, and let's use Ward 14 for instance. Um, Councillor Pasuda needed to have a more increased population. Um, my ward is going to be 40,000 people within the next 10 years. So we carved off Millgrove area, so that gives him another 2,000 people. And that's the kind of thing when you, uh, when we understand, and all the councillors do, understand how important it is that we all work together. I don't, I'm worried about that divisiveness. I don't believe what we're doing right now is going to lead to that. I think it is going to lead to um, us continuing to work well together. And, Bill, we've come a long way. You know, my goodness. I, I,
0: you know what? I want to believe that, and there is, there's there's a, a lot of indications that you have, but then every now and then it's like two steps back, too, when you get into situations like this. And and to suggest that, well, you know, we're going yeah, to have to deal if with you area look rating. At the
1: vote, no, if you look at the vote on what we did when we, when we ourselves took a prudent look at redrawing the lines and meeting with our fellow councillors and looking at that population equity. Uh,
0: Inequity. No, I think
1: I, well, depends where you're looking at But Judy, right? do
0: you not see, but I don't do you not see that city councilors who actually sit down and said, will we do this, is self serving?
1: No, I don't, not at all. It's not self serving. We're looking after our our, our uh, residents and we're looking after our, our ward issues. And when you look at the vote bill, the vote wasn't a, a contentious vote, it was the majority of us that voted in support of what we did in our due diligence. And have so you not heard the feedback? Not, that's not I mean, yeah, a I mean, you've heard hoped. you heard
0: terms like gerrymandering and 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 I know that's that's a pretty tough word and, and it may not be something that's very palatable to some of the counselors. But to sit down there and simply say I think it should be on this street as opposed to this street creates the impression that you're doing it to protect your own interests. You're all veterans on that council for the most part. You know where your voting strength is. I don't think those councillors, any of them, should be making that decision in the first place, which is why you should have hired a consultant. You did that, and then you threw the report in the blue bin.
1: Well, we didn't throw it in the blue bin. We went through it, and we disagreed with the findings because we didn't feel that it really included all aspects of what needed to be considered and that we had that discussion with the consultants each one of us was interviewed and we laid out here's what we feel is important to be looked at and there were there was you know certain components of it that weren't considered and it's not fear-mongering the fear mongering is when you use words like gerrymandering which is not what's happening and just because you say a word often enough doesn't mean that that's what's actually no, true and Judy it's the
0: perception that a lot of people have that, that you had no business meaning you, the council, had no business taking on this role yourself and saying, "We'll draw the boundaries. We know what's best.
1: no, and I disagree with that because that because I heard the that same is thing our from job. No, but that is our job is to is to do g- good governance over this city. And yeah, I know there's going to be those out there who disagree. But when you're out in the rural area, just as when you're in the downtown, which by the way, nothing in the downtown core has changed, those wards remained exactly the same. And we're not suggesting that they should be changed. But when you look at the rural areas, we're going to end up with less of a vote around the table on contentious issues such as area rating. And that's a fact. That's not fear mongering. That is a fact. Well, and you, it you, is yeah, but your, mathem- your mathematics. No, 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 no. no. Judy, your mathematics is based with. on the
0: fact that you think that everybody in the city is going to vote one way, everybody who's a rural councillor is going to vote the other way. And the voting record over the last number of years isn't a case that's not the case.
1: When we work together, which is exactly what we did with the ward boundary, we all work together. I
0: get that, Judy. I know this, and you sing kumbaya, and everybody's happy. But the no, reality is, kumbaya. you're still you're still doing an us versus them here. It's that. the rural councillors against those inner city people that are gonna they're gonna nail us, boy. Those if,
1: are your words. They're not. Well, my you're, look words. look at what you're saying. Where? Look at what
0: you're saying when you Where? when you say that when we, you're going to handle something like area rating, and if we don't have that kind of balance that we have right now, that that you know that it could be disastrous for the rural counselors. That's fear mongering.
1: No, that's fact. That's fact, Bill. Come on.
0: That's not fact. It is. It's so you're you're right right now you're predicting that that if you lose a, a seat for instance or if there's an extra seat given to the uh, to the uh, uh, for instance the Central Mountain which is the most populous ward in the city right now mm. you feel that you're going to be screwed around by the new council and and they're going to have something imposed on you and you're not going to like it.
1: No, that's not what I said at all. That's sure it what is. you said. No, that's what I'm saying is we need to have a fair So balance. you're okay with
0: giving an extra seat to an, an extra ward up on the mountain then. You're okay? With that
1: No, I did not say that. I don't want the balance. Well, then why are why altered. are you opposed to
0: it? Why are you opposed to it then?
1: Well, I'm opposed to it because it it has a, there's a disparity in the in the balance of the voting around the table. And you there's know There's a
0: disparity with the population. There's 63,000 people in that but why central should mountain it be ward. based
1: on that and that
0: alone? It's not that alone. It's not that alone. But there's a growing ward. Your city... No, it, no, no,
1: no, no. What you're saying is, and you've said it repeatedly, that it should be based on population I only. said that...
0: They did That's not what say the
1: consultant's report I haven't used saying. the word only,
0: Judy. Now you're putting words into my <laughs> mouth. All well, right? I said back population at needs to be a factor. Sorry, back Population at needs to be a factor, which yeah. is why federal boundaries are redrawn, which is why provincial and boundaries are redrawn. I agree with you.
1: It needs to be a factor, just as the explosive growth that is happening in Ward 15, and that is a factor. So why, why are you bringing it up in now? in Binbrook area.
0: What, what do you want your residents to do?
1: I want my residents to come on September the 18th to the OMB hearing to register as a participant. My understanding is the, time,
0: the deadline's already come and gone for people to register.
1: No, no, no. They're saying that if you come on September the 18th, and I've got this for my legal counsel, uh, for the city legal counsel, rather, that um, the OMB will... Um, except those who want to register to be participants. Or if, if you're not comfortable speaking about it, then at least come and attend and let's have some numbers there to show support. The actual date where they're going to be hearing the participants and the residents that want to speak, it's a nighttime meeting, and um, I believe it's October the 23rd, I could be wrong, but it is going to be a 6 The dates are posted, those are, yeah, those Yeah, are, they're posted, knowledge. yeah, yeah, so, you know, but um, that's when people will be able to come and, and speak for and against, and I would imagine there's going to be a ton of people coming out and speaking. How
0: much did the Consultants Report cost?
1: The consultants report, I don't know what the final amount was. I know what council approved was around 270000 or 260000 but I don't know what the final amount was. I think it was less than that, but I don't know the exact amount. I,
0: I heard two fifty, but I mean, again, you know, the, yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of difficult to, to, to try to nail this down. Yeah, and how yeah. much is this appeal going to cost? Because you've had to hire outside council now. City staff, city legal department can't do this. You've to hire outside lawyers, which I think that, that's not cheap. How much is this going to cost the city taxpayers?
1: I, I I am not sure to be uh, exact. I think we have set a limit on it of $75,000, but uh, I, don't quote me on that because I, I don't know for sure.
0: So this is going to cost us upwards of $300,000, and in all likelihood, the OMB is probably just going to impose something on this anyway. I know that there are other solutions, but it hardly seems feasible Mm. that they're going to send you back and say, do this again, because we've been there, done that, and they're going to get the same result.
1: Well, I am no fan of the Ontario Municipal Board, the OMB, as as it's commonly referred to, which is another reason why residents need to come out and speak. OMB has not been kind to the Flamborough area. We've lost a number of, of cases that have drastically affected what's going on up there. I can't wait for the. As, uh, as have other results. areas of the city. Well, as have other you, areas of the city. But you're getting your highway
0: expansion. Uh, you've got the infrastructure up there. As as Water Down has grown, the city and, Eight and, and the province. Eight years behind
1: schedule.
0: It's there. there are, well, it's <laughs>
1: not there right now. And that's the problem. We have all the growth out there. We don't have the road infrastructure. It's been held up. It's eight years behind schedule. The
0: people on the South Mountain have been waiting for the the ward r- repairs up there for the last 25 Everybody years, too. Everybody has. Talk to the so, folks so on I, so Rymel is, Road. So this is not a unique uh, situation to water down in Flamborough. then. Yeah. Those those are issues that are separate and aside from what's going on with yeah. ward boundaries. Yeah. And Do I you really and truly think that somebody on Hamilton Drive out there cares whether they're in Ward 13 or 14 or 15? No, they, they, want, they want they just, just want to get
1: st- <laughs> stuff done. They want the infrastructure built. Of course they do.
0: So does it really matter? I mean, these are arbitrary n- lines that are being drawn right now and it's supposed to represent to some extent anyway representation with population. I mean, do you you think it's fair then that one ward has 63,000 people and one councilor and the other has 17,000 and one councilor?
1: I think when you're going to change the governance for a municipality, you need to be able to have Everyone who wants to speak, come forward. And that's what I'm trying to do. It is hugely important that we engage all citizens and not just a small group. Um, And, and, you know, not disparagingly to anybody, but we really need to try and do whatever we can to get people engaged. Why didn't they go to the public
0: meetings then? Well, They they, they had opportunities to to already speak up about this. Well, the one
1: in Waterdown, which was left off the report, did have about 25 people attend. And I think it was probably uh, more than a lot of the other public meetings.
0: Well, uh, we haven't resolved it yet today. Uh, I, I got a feeling about how this whole thing is going to turn out, and we'll see who actually who shows up at the OMB hearings. And because I've heard some conflicting reports about who's going to be allowed to speak and who not to, and uh, I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not certainly waving flags here for the Ontario Municipal Board, but uh,
1: oh, please don't.
0: No, uh, but but the fact is, is this is before this now. This probably never should have got to this stage, and it's probably going to cost Hamilton taxpayers over three hundred thousand dollars for this whole process. Uh, and And that's a sad thing, too, that they didn't really need to be getting to this point right now with the. Kind of just money.
1: remember, Bill, and you said it yourself. It was not dealt with by past councils. So at least we're trying to deal with it. And you know, by the way, if you look at area municipalities around us, in most cases, they just went along with what they've all had all the way along, even though there's substantial growth all around us.
0: Well, no, that's not true. Milton actually redrew all their boundaries. And, and actually, in the next municipal election, there were three or four people, incumbents lost their seats, which may be an underlying cause for some of the concern for some of the councillors. Listen, we got to jump. We're out of time. Thanks so much for coming in. I know we'll talk a lot more about this as we get into it. And
1: by the way, I always enjoy coming in here and us spatting back and forth. We've been friends for a long time, so I do appreciate it very much.
0: Thanks, Judy. Judy Partridge, of course, the uh, City Council for Ward 15. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on
1: AM 900 CHML.